Hello, and welcome to The Kink Perspective. My name's Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On today's show, I want to talk about something involved in relationships that's more heavily on the manipulation side. Tactics, tactics that get used by our partners, regardless of who's in control, where the relationship stands, when they tend to quell and suppress who we are. Two of the most powerful tools that people tend to employ are silence and projection. And these tools are tools of control, emotional manipulation, gaslighting, and they're very powerfully impactful inside of a relationship. Often people use these types of tactics when they're intimidating a partner into remaining quiet, suppressing their voice, distorting their perception of reality. And today, I really want to kind of look at this issue, um, especially as we look at and unpack the dynamics of silence and projection and manipulation inside of relationships, because what's the motivation behind why we would do such behaviors and the profound impacts they have on the person that this is being done to. And we need to understand first that silence becomes the first veil of control, right? Silence, when we look at it as a form of control, is exerting dominance by stifling communication and minimizing our partner's influence. It becomes a powerful weapon in the hands of the manipulator, allowing them to evade any accountability and coupling that fact, they maintain their hold over the relationship. The motivators behind silence are multifaceted and rooted in psychological dynamics. What we need to understand, firstly, is that control and dominance drive the use of silence. Manipulators possess a deep-seated desire to establish power and authority within the relationship. And they're only doing this that because it's serving their needs. They're no longer concerned about their partner or what exactly is going to transpire inside of the relationship because the relationship is no longer about both people. It's about the one person, right? By asserting this power and establishing authority within the relationship by employing silence, they, the partner who this is being inflicted upon loses their voice, they lose their opinions, they're confused, they're emotionally, they place them in an emotionally unstable state, right? They create an imbalance of power that ensures their dominance remains unchecked and unchallenged. And if they do challenge it, the manipulator, it often will continue confusing or placing blame or projecting blame onto the other person. And at that point, the confusion reigns so much that people often don't know which way is up. Silence, especially using in this part of control, becomes a means to control the narrative, shaping the perception of the reality to their advantage. And that's a really key point because by not letting their partner get a word in edgewise, always cutting them off, becoming angry, talking over the top of them, they control the conversation. And I've seen this time and time again. Um, Unfortunately, um, in the last few weeks, I've seen this. I see it online quite often or when I talk with people that are coming out of... um, abusive relationships. 
The psychological impact of silence on the silenced individual is profound. Frustration, isolation, powerlessness. These become the common experiences as their thoughts, needs, and emotions are completely disregarded and invalidated. The absence of communication erodes self-esteem, leaving the silenced person questioning their worth, their contribution to the relationship, their feelings, their effort that they're putting in. And moreover, silence breeds communications breakdown and erodes the trust necessary for a healthy and fulfilling partnership. And we can look at this when we look at dominant and submissive couples, if people aren't talking, if someone... Um, a long time ago, I wrote about toxic partners. Uh, I had a partner in my life that was topping from the bottom. Regardless that I allowed it, they used emotion to control the, the narrative. They used silence. They would use not answering calls or texts, leaving, some, leaving me wondering. And I'm not the only person this has gone through. Dominance can exert this type of behavior when they're claiming control or authority over others, not giving their submissive <clears throat> the voice or space to talk, not listening, or changing the parameters upon the negotiated contract or dynamic that was created. And they usually tend to do this later on, as initially they start to instill the manipulation early on and change the dynamic so it fits their purpose. So by the time you get three, six, nine, a year, you know, down the road, what happens is, is that you slowly become conditioned to accept these parameters. And all of a sudden, when the change is become more paramount and it's in your face, you feel like you have no control over it. This leads to depression, anxiety, doubt, and we see this in these tactics, especially when people start to add in other parameters. If you've opened your relationship up and you're dating others and they're disregarding the rules you've set up, all of these become influential factors because then they start also moving the goalposts. At that point, even if you're turning and looking for help, that person is looking for a way to shut you down. And this is kind of what takes us into this next area of projection. And this is when they start distorting reality for their control. And projection is another multi, uh, manipulative tactic. And it involves attributing one's own negative traits, feelings, or behaviors onto their partner. By, project, by projecting their shortcomings onto their partner, Manipulators attempt to avoid controlling their flaws and maintain control over the relationship dynamic. They allow you no space to breathe, to think. They remove that autonomy that you might have. And then all of a sudden, they're doing things again, and you're taking it on board. They're preying on insecurities and your self-doubt, and they're highlighting and exploiting these areas of your life. And then what you're doing is you're sitting there in the corner and you're beating up on yourself while they're out enjoying themselves <clears throat> and reveling in the fact that they're controlling you, reveling in the fact that they played on your insecurities. Insecurity plays a significant role in driving projection. 
Manipulators often harbor deep-rooted insecurities and low self-esteem. And so for the one way they can offload this is they project that onto their partner. And when they're projecting their own negative qualities onto their partner, this allows them to deflect any attention away from themselves and temporarily validate their own self-worth. So now they're looking at going, oh, look what I've done, you know. I've, this person's weak, I was able to control them. No, they shattered who that person was. They distorted their worth, they destroyed their value and they brought them to their level. And then on top of it, they piled their own negative feelings on top of them. And by distorting reality and attributing blame to their partner, they maintain a sense of superiority and having to avoid facing their own inadequacies, let alone being responsible for their actions that they're continually doing. Projection as a form of control operates by creating an environment of self-doubt and confusion for the person on the receiving end. The partner on this receiving end of projection may find themselves constantly questioning their own sanity and self-worth. They're going to walk around, you're going to feel depressed, you're going to say, I'm not good enough, this person was right, as the manipulation continues to set in. You know, how valuable, what kind of real contribution am I, am I making to the relationship? We're questioning everything we do inside of the relationship dynamic. And this is fundament, fundamentally goes against every principle we have inside of BDSM. This fundamentally goes against what I now am beginning to understand about polyamory. <clears throat> this even goes against principles that I understand in the swinging world. But yet, manipulators, their ability to distort reality through projection manipulates their partner's perception and reinforces their control over the narrative. And it's really under, important. We need to understand that. And <clears throat> I see these things being complained about in forums time and time again, all over. And one partner will reach out they're trying to get help. And the first thing that they're doing is a partner is shutting down the conversation. Because they know if the, the partner, the person that is doing the silencing, that's doing the projecting, that's doing the emotional manipulation and control, knows that if they are called out for their behavior, their cycle of abuse begins to break down. They're going to be held accountable. And then they're going to have to start facing really tough questions and as that person regains a foothold on their sanity, I'm talking about the person being abused, that they're gonna realize that they have no control left. So the manipulator will do anything in their power to shut down a conversation. Anything in their power not to talk. They will do anything in their power not allow you to go and speak to your family. They won't allow you to talk to you, to reach out to your friends, or if you have a best friend or some girlfriends or whatever the case may be, they won't want you talking to anyone. If you even suggest maybe going to a therapist, for example, they won't want to do it. They will find a reason. They will project a reason why. When it has nothing to do with anything, it has nothing to do with your family or friends or coworkers or anyone you want to talk to about your problem. It has to do with the moment that your problem gets brought into the light that that entire illusion crumbles. So how do we break this cycle? 
how do we seek understanding and empowerment and get free? Understanding the motivations behind using silence and projection and emotional manipulation is vital in empowering individuals to recognize and navigate these behaviors within their relationships. By shedding light on these dynamics, we can empower victims to regain their agency and establish healthy boundaries. And this is something I do with my clients all the time. I'm working with someone now who was, I'm actually working with multiple people and it seems to be sadly a running story and I've gotten really good at it where somebody's being controlled by somebody else and until that cycle, until there is a healthy boundary in place, the cycle isn't broken. I've told clients when they've come to me, there would be no point in further continuing past even a first session because once you get on a track of your awakening, you're not going to be able to go back to that relationship because then they are going to try to retake control, steer you away from a path. And it doesn't matter if you're starting to attend yoga to feel better. All of a sudden, you're going to go and hit the gym to start losing weight. Whatever you're going to do, they are going to control the narrative, right? Seeking professional help sometimes becomes crucial for individuals caught in manipulative relationships. There are really good uh, clinicians, counselors, therapists out there because we provide this space for exploration, validation, the development of coping strategies. We work and assist through these manipulative behaviors to restore your sense of autonomy and foster personal growth. And these are the things, again, that are getting removed from you when you are sitting with someone like this. They don't really want you to be better because the more they can keep their foothold on you, the easier it is for them to control you. And that's the problem because they know that if they're, again, like I said before, that as long as they can use silence and projection and control this narrative, you're never going to break free. Now, what sets these people in motion? Well, those are different factors. And you can look at their history. They may have had problems in their past. And none of what I'm going to say is an excuse for why they're doing it. It just gives us an understanding of why they're doing it. You know, maybe they, they had a terrible family life or a home life they were abused or loved too much not loved enough they were hugged too much not hugged enough mom didn't nurse them too much mom nursed them too long all of these different factors start to play in how we grow up is what leads us later on some people through their environment as far as working learn manipulation tactics and then they tend to start employing them on um on people there are a lot of underlying causes for all of this. But as long as they, you allow them to keep shifting your expectations, preventing you getting anything you want to do for yourself, it doesn't matter if it's therapy, if you want to go and hit the gym, if you want to take an art class, you want to start going to yoga, anything you're doing to better your station, as long as they can maintain, maintain control and keep you from doing any of these things, then you are going to be caught in this continual circle. 
the biggest problem with somebody who is in this position that is using uh, silence and projection upon you and emotional control upon you is their fear of accountability. And that's their biggest driving factor. They engage in these tactics to avoid the consequences of their actions at all costs. I'm going to say that again because it's absolutely important that we understand this. Manipulators engage in these tactics to avoid facing the consequences for their actions. Because they know they are afraid of being held responsible for their bad behaviors or forced to confront their own shortcomings. And this is when you start seeing them, they're shifting the goalposts all the, all the time. And if they, for example, you're going to go off to yoga, you're going to go to church and start talking, you're, maybe you're spiritual. You know, therapy's not for you, but you're highly religious. They're going to prevent you from talking to your priest or the, the father there, whomever, you know, the congregant member is. Because if you do they lose that established, maintained control that they have over you. And this is a way they can constantly avoid and evade accountability. And it's problematic. And it's, it's constantly, I see it a lot. And for whatever their shortcomings, you know, if you don't want to be in a relationship, sometimes we often say, just break up with me, you know, don't. Don't go and cheat on me. If you want out, just be out. But see, they don't want out. They want all of it because their own insecurities and their own shortcomings are preventing them from opening up. That is not your fault. It's their fault. And these really deep-rooted insecurities and low self-esteem drive them constantly. And so they're now looking for validation Instead of getting validation inside of their relationship, they're seeking validation from somebody else. And oftentimes, they'll do it in front of your face. But at this point, you've been so manipulated. You've been so projected upon. You've been so silenced. You don't know what to say anymore. You can't say anything anymore. And now, you're kind of just circling you feel like you're just kind of like the water circling a drain as it just drains, goes down the pipe. Establishing and enforcing healthy boundaries is so vital in this area to engage in. If you set a clear boundary, you can begin by protecting yourself from further manipulation and create an environment that's conducive to open communication and mutual respect. But if you're beyond that point, if you put a line in the sand and say, this is where I draw it, there are ways to get out. There are places to go, depending on how bad the relationship is. There's men and women's shelter. Obviously, there's predominantly more women's shelters out there than there are men's. But there are places to go. Friends, family, they will take you. They will help. The church, the police, it doesn't matter. You got. If you have to get away, you get away. But if you can recognize these tactics of silence, a projection of emotional manipulation, it allows you to regain the control of your own life and pave a way for a healthier and more fulfilling future. Whether that future will include another relationship is only up to you. With some time and some healing and self-searching, 
You can get to another one. You are worthy. You don't have to stay in a relationship that's bound by these guidelines. These deep wounds that have been created by these individuals involved in these, this type of relationship where they're using projection and silence, they can run deep. They can inflict a lot of trauma on somebody. And if you can understand why they're starting to do them, you can start to break free. You can start ending that cycle of manipulation and you can regain your personal agency. It doesn't matter who you're going to reach out to. But get some help. Don't suffer in silence anymore. And you're going to know. I don't have to describe what suffering in silence is because that's going to be different for every person. But you have to learn that you are allowed to talk, have a voice, have personal autonomy and agency. To reclaim your own self-worth. To be a part of a nurturing, healthy relationship and be able to embark and enjoy your personal growth and fulfillment in life. If all of those seem like foreign concepts to you, you may need to start taking stock inside of your own relationship. Especially with a lot of the things that I've read and seen this past couple of weeks. I think that's kind of what became the motivator for this today. And unfortunately, this does happen within our community. We see this in DS dynamics. We see this, um, you know, and it goes both ways. I've seen subs who are holding dominance at bay because they want to play with two or three dominance, but the relationship isn't technically open, but they're like, well, I'm not collared to you. I'm going to do this, but yes, I care about you. So there's manipulation going on. Dominance doing this over submissives where they want to have multiple partners or claim that their relationship is open so the submissive doesn't know which way is up. Inside of poly groups where they're breaking rules that are established rules and then they're like, well, there's no consequences because I didn't agree to those rules or I didn't know about them. So they're just completely dismissing what everybody else had agreed upon. So on and so forth. You don't have to deal with this alone. You don't. This isn't acceptable behavior. So I implore you, this this kind of is a more of a somber podcast, but I do implore you to get help. Get help somewhere. Reach out to someone. Don't just sit and suffer in silence. So I, you know, I post everything to social media. So I'd like to hear from you, you know, if you experienced something like this, how you broke free, what was your ways to get out? How did you find was, uh, you know, you were able to regain your personal agency and autonomy and regain your own value in life? I really kind of like to hear some of those stories because it's not for the benefit of me. It's for the benefit of them so other people can see strength that people had to get out so they don't feel trapped and they know that they're not alone. This is an important episode, so please... um, Put it for five stars so other people can find it here on Spotify, especially within our community, and keep this discussion going. And if you know somebody that's suffering through this or you've been through it and you've got a friend that you recognize the warning signs, reach out to them. Let them know that they have a conduit for help. Until next time, everybody, be safe and stay kicked.